0: the book of Psalms, chapter 42, from verse 1. The Bible says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, O God. My being thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go and see the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, As they ask daily, where is your God? Those times I recall as I pour out my soul. When I went in procession with a crowd, I went with them to the house of God amid loud cries of thanksgiving with the multitude keeping festival. Why are you downcast, my soul? Why do you groan within me? Wait for God, whom I shall praise again, my Savior and my God. Praise the Lord. And then we read again, Psalms 63. From verse 1, O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you, my body hands, for you, my soul thirsts like a land parched, lifeless and without water. So I look to you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. For your love is better than life and my lips will offer you worship. Praise the Lord. I just want you nothing else will do i just want you nothing else will do i just want you nothing else will do i'm caught up in your presence I just wanna sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in these holy moments. I never wanna live. I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. More than anything that you can do I just want you Mm. I just want you Nothing else will do 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 take me back take me back to my first love take me back take me back take me back to my first love take me back Take me back, take me back to my first love Take me back, take me back Take me back to my first love I just want you Nothing else will do I just want you Nothing else will do I just want you, nothing else will do. Yes, Lord, we acknowledge that nothing else will do. Help us, Lord Jesus, to develop a longing in our hearts, a longing for you, Lord a longing that will draw your presence into our hearts a longing that will keep us at your feet a longing that will develop a wall around us a protection a wall of fire around us because you are the consuming fire and you said that you will become a wall of fire around us a wall of protection from every trespasser from every affliction from every arrow of the enemy a wall that will keep us as prisoners of hope, prisoners of hope in your presence, where no enemy can reach us, where no enemy can frustrate us, where a Lord will get to experience the fullness of your divinity, the fullness of your love the fullness of your mercy, the fullness of your grace, where no worry will interfere with our ability to worship, honor, and glorify your holy name. Where no stress will try to intimidate our perception and interfere with our mentality, where we will be able to rise above our situations and circumstances and to be elevated to where you are seated in the high places at the right hand of God, where you are the King, where you are the Lord of Lords, where everything is under your charge, where all All authority is with you that we may easily, readily, willingly trust you where we shall have the capacity to prioritize you above everything that we engage ourselves in. That Lord a moment, a place where you will not be an option in our lives. That you will not be an option among many options in our day to day activity. A season like no other. As we prepare the waiting, the coming of baby Jesus, the birth of baby Jesus, the Lord our hearts may create a home for you where nothing else will matter more and greater than what really should matter to seek you first to seek you first to seek you first to long for your presence to long for that moment that one moment to spend with you that changes our eternity and destiny completely. That one moment that will protect us and guide us and draw us closer to you, revive us and renew us where our lives will be transformed not for a day, not for a week, not for a month, but for eternity where our connection with you, Lord, will not be thwarted by anything, will not be stopped or interrupted by anything where a spiritual antenna will be constantly connected to you. Life is meaningless without you, Jesus, where we can easily declare that even though we are at the crossroads every moment, through every decision, through every day of our lives, we know exactly what to choose. Confusion cannot have us. Confusion will not be part of us. We will not be moving with the crowd or peer pressure, but we will know what to choose because, Lord, when you take residence in our hearts, that longing that will keep Keep you in our hearts Lord that when we are disconnected from you like David we know that we cannot survive oh Lord Jesus may we grow to that moment like David said that your love is better than life you are the abounding love of God help us Lord that through this moment of reflection that you may get to desire to know you more and when we experience your presence in us that nothing will get us out of that place that we will have our eyes fixed on you not to be removed by anything our mind to be transformed that you may have your mind Lord and that our lives may be transformed Forever. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So, we just read a scripture here about (laughs) one man called David. David, being a man after the heart of God, by now we know why, but The most interesting thing is, I don't know how his heart was formatted, but I know that what God cannot do does not exist. And it is interesting because he became so used to the presence of God that it became Not next to impossible. It became completely impossible to live without the presence of God. We are talking of a man who, after marrying a uh, soul's daughter, Mikaela, and the presence of God was brought, <laughs> he danced until his clothes fell off. He did not care about his clothes falling off. He did not care who was watching or what was going on. He knew what it meant to dance for the Lord. That is what was happening when everybody would see. Now, the question I have, if this is what he would do physically, dance until his clothes came off, then what was happening in his secret place? And we see his thoughts here when you look at this psalm. And he has given us a very interesting description about um, as a deer longs for streams of water. And I asked myself, you know, why would we have a deer on this scripture? And (laughs) the findings are very interesting because as I have uh, looked for it, I found out that a deer does not sweat. So, instead of sweating, it keeps panting. And when a deer is hot (laughs) and it's been panting, it needs um, a refreshing water. It needs to refresh itself with water. So, if the deer has been running because of whatever, uh, because of being chased by any predator. As soon as the deer escapes from the enemy, the first thing that it wants to do when it knows that it is safe, it will immediately look for water to replenish it. (laughs) So the deer needs water, needs water to replenish its strength. Because uh, it doesn't sweat, but the importance of this water in his system will keep it uh, growing even when there is danger. So when it's running, it's panting, like a dog, it's panting. And when the dust is um, comes into it because of whatever whether it's hot or is overheating or maybe it's been uh, running for too long and panting then it has to look for water. So the Bible says as a deer longs for streams of water so my soul longs for you. Oh God. Well, we know David um, was already a shepherd so probably he already knew this from being in the in the in the wilderness taking care of his father's sheep however the secret that I find behind this um, text is the fact that at this point if the deer does not get to where water is it means danger if at this moment when the deer longs for water it is normally a dangerous moment like it is a matter of life and death and the secret is he says my being thus for god the living god where when can i go and see the face of god i would find it very interesting that David would compare this moment of his life, this longing in his heart for God, with a deer that longs for water at a very desperate moment of its life. So that means more than anything, this water is what it needs to live. And David compares this with his life, that he's thirsting for God so much so that it is only God who can quench these dusts and the longing that he has, he's comparing it to a deer who if, if for any reason this deer does not get the water, then it means death. So we know that the presence of God is what causes life to blossom in us. The presence of God is what causes life to um to rejuvenate us David would have had this experience because he already had a relationship with God the question and I have in my heart is what about somebody who has never had a relationship with Jesus What season are we at? It might look like a common normal yearly, you know, like the 12th month of any year season, but I take it seriously when I imagine that as this season is, as much as, um, we are thinking about Christmas is everywhere is in the shops is all written is in, you know, like everywhere you look is all about Christmas. But the question I have, what is it about Christmas that should have the highest priority of our lives? And like the topic of this meditation, like David is, my heart longs for you, Lord, My heart longs for you, Lord. It is a prayer. It is a desire. It is going to be the topic for this meditation to help us to rise above everything and prioritize Jesus. He is the King of Kings. As long as um, everything else is happening around us and we have kept our priorities right, then we are bound to know and to be convinced that everything is going to be fine. This is a season that we are meant to be intentional intentional to prioritize the King of Kings because by now from our many different episodes, we have come to grow in the knowledge of who he is. We have seen him work wonders in our lives. We have experienced these wonders in our lives. And now more than ever, this is the season that we are meant to cultivate that deep longing in our hearts because this is a journey, it is a journey, it is not meant to remain where it was. Think about it, even human beings we have a queen, we don't know each other, so we are strangers. We meet, we talk for one minute, two minutes, you know, and it gets to become friends, acquaintances, and of course, now uh, deeper relationships start to develop. It is not, it has not become a marriage for strangers. That is something else. But for something to become one, to become one, to become intimate, it is a journey of different situations, scenarios, knowing each other, sharing with one another, pouring the hearts of each other In, to me see intimacy. And when I think about it, if we get to this moment that we embrace what this season the Lord wants to help us to develop and to mature into, it is to develop a longing for Him, a longing for Him. Why? Because it is becoming so crucial to know whose we belong to. If we have known who He is, then we will find out whose we are. We'll. Find out who we are. When we find out who we are, we will desire to know Him more and deeper. We will get to experience the fullness of who He is. Remember this verse that we talk about in every episode in uh, Colossians chapter one verse nineteen. The Bible says that the fullness of everything was pleased to dwell in Jesus. It is the most interesting verse for me so far because it means that when we have Jesus, then we have the fullness of everything that we desire. Even that which we don't know that we need, we have it. When we don't have Jesus, then we have We don't get the fullness of everything because it is only found in him. So out of him, it means out of everything else. Remember, we are talking about the creator of the universe, you know. And David talks about the longing, the longing, um, longing to be at the presence of God, longing to be with the Lord, longing to worship God as he used to. He um, brings this across to us in a very, very deep way. And he's talking to his soul, saying, My soul, why are you downcast? How can the soul not be downcast if it is not united to its maker? You see, this void that we keep talking about that the Lord created in us and left it for himself, if it is filled by anything else, it might look like it is all bubbly temporarily, but for sure that thing will expire and when it expires, we shall expire as well. So the secrets to to move on, the secret, to blossom in this life, in this journey, relationship with Jesus is to come to the knowledge and understanding that even though we know that there's a void in us that God created, we can't just be passive and just wait for him to do as he pleases. He has given us the will and in us we have to say yes to him. We have to decide, make a conscious decision to allow the knowledge, the word of God that we have been given to become a living word in us, to dwell in us, to help us to know Him. We have to seek Him because you see there is instruction on what to do. And When we do that, then definitely the Holy Spirit is here to help us. So Jesus said, I'm not going before I give you the Holy Spirit. And he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I am coming to you. So present tense, the Lord is here. The Holy Spirit is here. He's here to help us. Help us with moments that we do not know what to do. Help us to develop that longing for the Lord. Help us to have that longing filled by the presence of God. And when it is failed. The most immediate thing that happens is that we just get into worship 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 to glorify Jesus because this is the spirit of Jesus to glorify Jesus he's already glorified so when that happens we are just acknowledging that father what you have done it is true he is worthy he died for us when we call Abba father he does not see me as me who I am he sees the face of Jesus in me and this is how he forgets about my weaknesses my sins my shortcomings and allows me to experience that grace and that happens to each one of us that is why we all have to acknowledge and receive the lord jesus as our personal savior you know and choose choose to live for him choose to believe in him that he is who he said he was that he already did what he said he did dying on the cross is not something that is spoken of it is something for us to believe and to receive to confess and to believe. Now, David talks about the longing. My heart longs for you, O God. When we acknowledge, Jesus said, whatever you ask of me, I shall give. And he he is so, so concerned, so, so caring. He said, I and the Father are one. So if we ask the Father for bread, we cannot be given a stone. He is so concerned with our our prayers, our um, desires. If these desires are connected to his son, I mean, he cannot even resist to say yes. He cannot. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well pleased. This is my son. So, any request that we make to God that Jesus has promised it is a definite answer that we receive. So, we go back to Psalms 62. David said, Oh God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my body yearns, for you my soul thirsts like a land parched lifeless without water. <laughs> So I look to you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory, for your love is better than life. You see, this is a man, he's in the wilderness um, at this moment when he's talking about, uh, when, this, when he's writing this psalm. But the most interesting thing is, <laughs> he already had had an opportunity to experience the fullness of who God is to experience the fullness of the love of God he had already experienced the intimacy with God and he was a worshipper and why do I also now think that there is a very close connection to this longing that is talking about and the experience that he has passed, he has had in the past, that he has not gone gone into at the moment, he's just experiencing his desire, his longing for God. He's being a worshiper, he had experienced something that makes him long for these moments that he's talking about. He's talking about your love is better than life, that you are my God, I long for you. And David was a worshiper. So what is it that um, is connected to this longing and worship other than the fact that when we receive, when we experience this heavy presence of the Holy Spirit in us, it just turns us to glorifying God. More than that, I believe what... Um, the Lord revealed to us because all these are mysteries and the Lord is helping us to understand something very interesting He revealed a mystery that till today is still ministering to us and it happens to be at a moment when He spoke to a woman who was lifeless to a woman Who was like a deer that was panting for water. And she had to go to seek this water in the midday sun. And I look at this woman walking and I think of a deer looking for water after feeling overheated by lack of this water. After going through a situation, you know, being chased by a predator and it has been panting, and now the only one thing that will keep it going is this water. At a moment like this, Jesus shows up to a woman who happens to be in a similar situation and... The water that she's going to get from the well is not what she needs. Is not what she needs to give her life. She is shattered, she is broken, she is lifeless. Because you see, brokenness has a way of stealing our wholeness. Brokenness has a way of shattering our dreams, shattering every good thing that the Lord otherwise would have placed inside of us. That fullness, you see, that fullness that you are talking about, that Jesus that comes with Jesus, the presence of God, it cannot be found where there is full like the fullness of brokenness i don't know if there's anything like that but brokenness brokenness has a way of bringing forth the opposite of the fullness of god and the nature of brokenness um is definitely in need of god's intervention that is why jesus said he is close to those who are broken to revive in fact there's a scripture there's a scripture we are reminded of in the book of isaiah chapter 57 and it is in verse 15 the bible says that says he who is high and exalted living eternally whose name is a holy one on high I dwell and in holiness and with the crushed and dejected in spirit hallelujah to revive the spirits of the dejected and to revive the hearts of the crushed praise God to revive the spirits of the dejected and to revive the hearts of the crushed. You see, the nature of God is that He always presents to us a solution to every problem. And the greater the problem, the greater the intervention. So we go back to John, John chapter 4, and we are talking about this longing that David has presented to us in uh, Psalms 42 and Psalms 63. And David being a worshiper, we want to know the connection between these two, the longing for God and worship. And then Jesus shows up in the life of a Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. And this woman is presented to us as this deer. We just explained so she needs to go and get water in the noon the sun, midday sun, very hot. That water cannot be clean because all the dirt in the well, when it's hot, that dirt will, will come up to the water. So she might even need a sieve, you know. However, She needed this water, so she had to be there. But on the other hand, she finds Jesus waiting and Jesus reflects what she needs. So this is how we know the connection. Because when she comes, she is coming to draw water. The question is, when she was, when Jesus was finished with her, she did not even remember to carry the jar that she had brought to fetch this water. And always, I know for sure, this scripture is here. <laughs> Jesus used to speak in parables, but I believe the message now is about what the Lord revealed, that the water that she had always gone for did not quench the dust. There is a relationship between the water that she's coming to fetch in the well. is going to be dirty at that time. She's going to fetch it all alone. She has no relations because she's broken. She's shattered. And the same kind of journey she's taking to the well is as, is, is similar to the nature of her life the brokenness in her life the dust in her life that she has tried to quench with water that could not quench the dust and so what happened uh, she got more broken she met the king this is the on-time god So when we develop the longing in our hearts, then that is the moment when we are filled. This is the mystery of this whole text. Because verse 13, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty. Again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw the water. You see, the sad thing, she could not still understand the water that Jesus is talking about. But Before long, the Lord is just about to unveil uh, what is happening in her life. So the Lord takes this woman on a spiritual journey. So it means that for us to be filled, for us to develop this longing with God and to be filled by the living waters that Jesus provides, then we have to be willing to empty our hearts We have to be willing to pour out our hearts. This can only happen at his feet. It is when we choose to submit to him, to acknowledge who he is, to acknowledge that he is able. You see, when you acknowledge who Jesus is, then in other words, we are saying, uh, we are acknowledging that you are able to do this thing, that there is nothing you cannot do. It is at the position, at that position, that posture of worship, that posture of worship and humility that we get to experience the fullness and the greatness of God in our lives. So Jesus knowing that this woman did not have an idea about the true worship of God, that is one. The other thing, she did not seem to understand what kind of water Jesus was talking about because she was still still thinking uh, in the human way. So for her to get into this spiritual world, so the Lord had to start dealing with her heart. So what is it? My heart longs for you, Lord. So the longing in our our heart that we need to develop is a longing to prioritize the Lord in our lives but even though we are longing for that or whatever block that could be causing us not to have that longing grow in us so that it can attract that presence of God and transform our lives in the process it is the issue of of heart of our hearts. We have to pour out our hearts. We have to empty out the negative. We have to learn to empty out anything that Jesus did not place in us. You see, we are human beings, so we are bound to encounter struggles, challenges, frustrations, troubles, brokenness of whatever kind and whatever sort. But every day when you stand before the Lord, when you kneel before the Lord, at that moment, that point of our prayer, if we can allow the Lord to open our hearts and allow him to help us to dwell with the issues that are hidden in our hearts, because they are just too many. Sometimes they are too many so even when we pray it becomes a mechanical thing that we do. Even when we, we, we maybe even go to church or read the Bible it is a mechanical thing but it cannot go on forever. I mean this is a season when something has to change. This season is a season where something has to shift, where something has to change, where our lives cannot be remain the same, where God can Not be an option, um, an option among the many small, small options in our lives. We have to get to that moment when we acknowledge who God is and then look at the other options that we have to live this life because God cannot be the same as everything else. He created the world and everything in it. He created you and I and everyone else. So he's above everything. He's beyond our comprehension. He's all powerful, almighty, omniscient. He is everything thing that we cannot even begin to explain or understand he is the word even there's no word in the dictionary that can actually explain who he is because he is the living word he is the life-giving presence so this is why It is not possible that we can develop this kind of relationship, this kind of intimacy with God when we have other issues taking control of our hearts. So we have to work on our hearts. We are waiting on the birth of Jesus on Christmas, but not until we get our priorities right. Not until when we cultivate that atmosphere of of worship, atmosphere of seeking the Lord, prioritizing the Lord, allowing Him to be who He is. He did not just die for once and that's it. He died so we can have a relationship with Him. He established a journey, a relationship with Him. So it becomes so easy to relate to our God. It is actually sometimes difficult to relate to our own friends or family But the easiest path that we have is God. He's everywhere. We can talk to him anywhere, everywhere, anytime about anything. And when we open our hearts to him, allow him to come into our hearts to help us to deal with those issues that are hidden in us. Then once that heart, our souls, whatever that place is, is empty, is empty, then, only then, We will get to experience these living waters. Only then can the living waters flow into our hearts. You see, this is a scripture that we are reading. And from verse 16, the Bible says, Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, you are uh, right in saying, I do not have a husband. You know, (laughs) he was trying to reveal to her um, the issues in her life that uh, she needs to face, boldly face. And the Lord was there at this moment. He was there to deal with those issues because that is where, that is where her problem is. And when this was dealt with, we see verse uh, 21. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. So after Jesus talks about the issues in her heart, then immediately he takes her to (laughs) talking about worship. And... I see, I see um, verse 25. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who, the one called the anointed. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. That is a moment of encounter. Verse 27. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, what are you looking for? Verse 28, the woman left her water jar, went into the town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything. She started evangelizing in that whole Gentile zone. And Jesus got an opportunity to go and spread the good news of the kingdom of God. He did not just come for Jews, He came for Gentiles too. He did not come for Christians, He came for all those who have rejected Him. Today is the same story. The Word of God today is preached all over. And this Word is still alive, is still active as it was when Jesus was talking with this woman on this day. And the thing is, it is meant for both those who have believed in him over the years and those who are yet to find out who he is. But the beauty of this whole thing is none none of us is excluded. it is inclusive. The Lord includes each one of us because we all belong to him. That is why we cannot um, we cannot judge anyone. We cannot um, exclude anyone. That is why the gospel is free. (laughs) And this is why when Jesus talks to this woman, even the disciples could not ask him anything. They did not even know what just happened. But we have seen that when he talked about the living waters, the next thing he started unveiling the brokenness, what had brought that brokenness in her heart? distracted and shattered that point, that place where the Lord only needs to rest to help her to become in the fullness of who God created her to be. And whatever that thing is, that dust was meant to be filled only by the Lord. Then these other things that had filled uh, that void, these many husbands she had, could not even feel that thus. And so all this just brought more brokenness in her life. The minute she acknowledged and accepted what the Lord said, now the Lord chose to show her a pathway to experience, to experience the fullness of who Jesus is. And what is that pathway? Worship. Worship. That is why the Lord talks about worship. And he said, (laughs) a time will come when uh, when you will worship the father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem and verse 23 says but the hour is coming and is now here when true worshippers will worship the father in spirit and in truth and indeed the father seeks such people to worship him God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth when you worship God in spirit and in truth, it means we shall experience the fullness of who He is. It is when we have come to the understanding that when our hearts are full of everything else, then He has no place in us. When you open our hearts to Him and with that willingness and that desire to know Him, then Everything else will come off our hearts that is not meant to be there. And He will fill our hearts with His presence. But then we have to make a decision to worship Him. Because only He deserves our worship. And why does He deserve? Because He gave His life for us. Revelation chapter 5 says He deserves our worship. Only He is worthy of our worship. Only Jesus is worthy of our worship when we acknowledge and when we choose to worship Him. This decision is helping us every day when we journey in this walk with the Lord. Then we grow more, we mature more into the, this journey of intimacy with Him. Now, this longing that David was talking about, we see how it's coming up. The longing, the longing to experience the presence of God He was talking about it because he had had this experience before. And he was uh, talking about it because he is, he has been, he's always known to have been a worshiper. So the fullness, the fullness of experiencing the presence of God in our lives is when we choose to live in the throne room. In the throne room, is where worship is going on 24-7. Angels and saints and the elders and all those who have conquered are worshiping God. When you choose to join them, then we shall remain in that place where no enemy can locate us, where our lives, where everything that concerns us becomes of very, very great priority to the Lord. Why? Because when you choose to prioritize him in our lives, then we cannot be another option he will be familiar even. Okay, already he knows us, but we need to know to be familiar with him. We need to be familiar with his voice, his direction, his move. We need to choose him so that we don't get ourselves in trouble. Even though he will always rescue us, he is known to be merciful. He is merciful. But we cannot um, choose to exploit the grace of God just because we know even when we sin, he can forgive us. We just need to get to that point of maturity where we choose and choose wisely and when we do definitely we shall reap the benefits of it so we pray that as this topic is that my heart longs for you lord as we meditate on this these podcasts that lord you may help us to grow more in the knowledge of you to seek you more than anything, to know you more, Lord, and that you may come and fill our hearts because where everything else has failed, we have come to the knowledge and understanding that we sought the wrong things to fill the void that you only created for yourself, Lord Jesus. It is in you that you can only find the fullness of, of every desire in our lives filled with your divine presence my heart longs for you Lord my heart longs for you 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 you. have your way be glorified, be magnified. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.